peace. We hear that word and we envision something without conflict. Peace involves that, but there's so much more. Peace is a restored state of wholeness. The birth of Jesus announces the arrival of peace, and the death of Jesus creates peace with God. And when the angels proclaim peace on earth, the shepherds heard what our hearts long to hear. That God is indeed restoring all of it to his original and glorious purposes. So may we experience that kind of peace. It's an invitation for every person, and it's here now because Jesus is here now. This is peace. Welcome to Christmas. Forgetting this uh, mic. Okay. Well, we're missing a few people. Uh, we're uh, uh, we're praying for for all those that are sick this morning. Uh, we keep on hearing about you know some people being you know having a cold, having a flu, and we just got to keep on praying for everybody. Um, some other people are in the hospital, uh, other other reasons, other situations, nothing nothing major, but we got to keep on praying for our church family, and we are so glad. Uh, we also. We are thankful for the hard work of everybody who came and decorated. Janine already mentioned it, but I also wanted to give a hand to all those who came and decorated. I don't know. I I was just blown away, and Mona and Janine spent an extra two full days doing this stuff. And, and, and they were like, no, no, it's going to be a surprise. So I didn't want to come in here into the, the, the worship center until... It was done, and it, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And so it just brings you into the season, right? Into the season, which is a beautiful season. A time of peace. So if you are here for the first time with us, welcome. We are glad that you are uh, taking the time to worship with us. Um, and I want to let you know that we are here to help people find and follow Jesus. That, that is our main desire. The people will find and follow Jesus, and we are here to help with that. Um, so we are a church in transition, and so uh, some of the stuff, you see some stuff different, some paintings, some decorations, uh, some stuff a little bit different just because we are a church in transition. And uh, I, I, I want to ask you for your prayers through this transition, because we're also uh, transitioning in a, into a different schedule beginning on the 25th of December. Um, so be positive. All, all changes are done for the best of the church, and um, we are going to start seeing some new faces around. As a matter of fact, uh, last, last Wednesday night for our Bible study, we had a, a family back from the dinner. Uh, from the dinner, the Thanksgiving dinner that we had, and, and they want to get plugged in, they want to get involved. So know that the potential that we have as a church is, is, is huge. And if we invite people, we let the Holy Spirit do the rest. All we got to do is do our part, and when we do our part, God does His part. Uh, but our part is to share the gospel. Our part is to be able to invite those people and encourage them to have a relationship with God. So we're here to help people find and follow Jesus. Christmas season is here. So how can I tell? How can you tell? How can we tell? Besides the calendar year, besides the fact that it's December, right? Uh, we go to the store and, and it's packed. Many people running around. A lot of people anxious, looking for things to buy, looking for the last minute gifts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, thinking, where are we going to celebrate Christmas this year? Family members calling each other. Are we going to do it in your house? Are we going to do it in my house? Are we going to do dinner? Are we going to do tamales? Are we going to do, uh, what are we going to do? Whose house are we going to do it? What are we going to cook? And a lot of people are excited, are anxious, uh, to, the, to the point of being stressed, trying to keep up with what's expected of them every year for the season. Uh, you know, people will go crazy like, hey, did I get a gift for this person? Did I get a gift for that person? Did I forget that other person? And a lot of times we're running around being anxious and we get stressed. And we get stressed just because, uh, you know, it's expected of us to give somebody a gift or to spend time with some people, it, it, whether it's in our family or our, or our friends, people at work. The fact is that most people, most people lose sight of 
what Christmas is all about. Every single year. From the beginning, from the first Christmas this happened. It's turned into a commercialized event for retailers to make money. The vicious cycle of gift buying and exchange can be tiresome. And sometimes it can be also unfulfilling at times. It's important to remember that Christmas is all about the gift of peace. The gift of peace. But a lot of times during Christmas is the thing that we experience the less. It's peace. For many Christmas for, for, for many people, Christmas can be a time of joy celebration because they have much to give and they're expecting to get. But for other people, Christmas can be a time of crushing turmoil, worry. There's no money and family members are far away from them. We make the distinction between a blessed Christmas and a sad Christmas because we think that a lot of times happiness of the celebration comes from the abundance of the material things that we have to give or we are going to get. When Christmas should be a wonderful time in which mankind remember the God, the Father, sent His Son to the earth specifically to bring peace into our hearts. But at the same time, it's the least that we, it's the, we don't experience that peace the way God wants us to experience it for the most part. Since the fall of all men, men have always struggled with anxiety, stress, worry. Remember Adam and Eve when they sinned? They sinned and what did they do? The first, what, what was the first thing they did? The, the, the first thing they did, they, they were hiding from God. They were stressed. What's God going to say? They were worried. They had no peace in their heart. Because as a result of not doing what God has called us to do, not doing what God wants human beings to do, as a result of that, we lose peace. We worry about the outcome of different things in our lives. And we lose that peace. Today, it's rare to find people who are at peace with God, with themselves, and with others. Today is rare to find people that are at peace. And I talk to people all the time. I meet people who are active. And I meet people who are busy. And I meet people who are stressed. And I meet people who are tired. And I meet people who are ambitious and have great dreams. But I rarely meet people. I rarely meet people who are totally at peace with themselves, at peace with the world, and at peace with God. Rarely meet people like that. There's always something to, to talk about that makes people anxious and stressed. It is rare to find people at peace, and yet it is one of the main reasons why we celebrate Christmas. Jesus came to give us peace. About 700 years before the very first Christmas. The prophet Isaiah talked about this. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse, verse 6, he told, he told the people of Israel, for, us, uh, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And, and notice this. I want you to pay attention to this. Prince of what? Prince of Peace. Now, is, is he your Prince of Peace? Do you experience peace in your life as a result of him being your Prince now, Isaiah here is talking about Jesus 700 years before this happened. And of course, look, look, look up here in the screen at the very first Christmas. The angels also appeared to a group of shepherds. And the angels said to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2 verse 14, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, what? Peace and goodwill towards men. So 700 years before the birth of Jesus, it was announced, He is coming, the Prince of Peace will be born. When He was born, they were told, you know, that, 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 that He is bringing peace on earth. 
So Isaiah announced peace, and the angels announced peace, and when Jesus gets to his own ministry, it's a ministry about peace on earth. In fact, before he goes back to heaven, after his, his death and resurrection, before he goes back to heaven, he says this on, uh, in John chapter 14, verse 27. I'm giving you the gift of peace. So it was a peace promise before he was born 700 years. It was peace announced at the moment that he was going to be born, that he was being born. And it was peace before he left back to heaven. And he says, I'm giving you peace, the kind of peace that only I can give you. Christmas is a time of peace. It is, it is like the peace that the world cannot give you. He said, the kind of gift that I give, nobody else can give to you. You, can, you cannot get it in a bottle. You cannot get it in a field. You cannot get it in experience. You cannot get it in a book. Just read this book, some people say, and then you'll have peace. No, you cannot get it in a book, this kind of peace. You cannot get it in the Christmas gifts. You cannot get it in the Christmas parties. They're over, and peace or happiness or joy, whatever you call it, it's over. The kind of peace I give you, Jesus says, only I can give it. Peace is the essence of the message of Christmas, for Christ came to bring His peace to every man. His peace to every man. But the reality is that not so many people in the world experience that. So many people in the world are in need of peace. Wouldn't you say that? When you look around you, when you look around the world, when you look around the areas where, where, you, know, where, where, where you hang out for the most part, do you see people in need of peace? When you get into the freeway at the peak, peak hour, do you see people in need of peace? So many things that take away our peace and make us feel tired, frustrated, to point of despair sometimes in life. Some of these things are problems more of an emotional and a spiritual nature. And our peace is taken away from us when emotionally and spiritually we're not okay. And it can only be recovered when we receive the gift of peace in Jesus. Jesus Christ is peace. He himself is peace. So Christmas is peace. It's not all these things that we see for the most part. It's not like the peace of the world gives... The peace of the world, the, the peace the world gives is a, it's funny, it's fragile, it doesn't last. Why is that? Why is that? It's because our tendency is to look for a sense of peace in the wrong things or the wrong places. To be at peace a lot of times is when we say, well, I got the job that I wanted. So now I'm at peace because I got the job that I wanted. Well, you can lose it any time. And so your peace will be lost too. Because it's not permanent peace. When we have the house that we were hoping to buy, now we're, we're, we're at peace because we got what we wanted. No, you can lose it at any moment too. When we have the relationships that we were looking for, that we so much wanted, you can lose that too. We feel at peace when we have money in the bank. We, have, we feel at peace when we have a good retirement account. But all this stuff, we can lose it in one day. Our emotional and our mental state depends a lot of times in the external things that we possess or control and not in the relationship that the one who provides all these things that we can have with Him. We should have peace because we have a relationship with Him who is in control of all the things that we experience in every, every day in the world. The Prince of Peace who said, I can give you the gift of peace not as the world gives it to you, but as I can only give it to you. Real peace, permanent peace. It comes into our hearts when we trust our lives in the hands of God. That's the only way you can have real peace and permanent peace. When we trust our lives in the hands of our God who's in control of everything. Real peace is in God's control. That's what happened on the first Christmas. Things were out of control. 
things were completely out of control the first Christmas. And the only one who can bring peace in the middle of all that chaos, you know, in the middle of the chaos, Joseph was going through a lot. Mary was going through a lot. But at the same time, even though they were experiencing a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of things that they were seeing, a lot of things they were experiencing within their hearts, they were trusting in God. And no matter what, everybody was running around, no matter the fact that, that they couldn't find a place where to, where, 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 where to um, have the baby being born, they were at peace. They were at peace. That's why in the middle of all the chaos that was going around in Bethlehem, in the middle of all the problems and everybody having parties, everybody running around trying to, uh, you know, trying to register for the census at that time, and the Roman soldiers pushing people around and all that. They, in the middle of that chaos, they were in that manger. While everything was noisy around them, they were in a quiet place enjoying the birth of the Prince of Peace. On the first Christmas, many people were experiencing moments of intense worry. Uh, they, had a, they, had a, they had a travel from one city to another city. As a matter of fact... Joseph and Mary, Joseph and Mary travel at least 70 miles, possibly 90 miles, riding a man with a pregnant woman who was not yet his wife, but at the, and she was pregnant, not of his child. James was going through a lot of stuff. Can you just, let me, let me tell you this, you as a man, can you put yourself in that position? Here you are, you need to travel about 70 to 90 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And you're going with a woman who, who, who is engaged to you, but at the same time, you don't know what's going on because she's pregnant, even though the angels told you, you know, what, are you still doubting? Are you going through that emotional chaos in your heart? Do you think Jesus was born like that by accident? No, Jesus was not born by accident. He was in control. God wanted Jesus to be born at a time that the world was in major chaos. So, at the same time that Jesus is being born and there is peace in that manger, there is peace in that stable, the whole world is going crazy. There's a reason, there's a purpose why God allowed that to be that way. And it's to show us that with Him we can have peace. And this is not just for people who do not know Christ as a Savior and Lord and Savior. But this is also for believers because a lot of times we lose sight of what God has done for us. We lose sight of all the promises God has given us. We lose sight of a lot of things God is doing in our hearts and in our lives. And we lose peace. So in Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 7... It tells us that in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place in Quirinius while Quirinius was a governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up to the town of Nazarene, from the town of Nazarene uh, to Galilee to Judea. Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, to the town of David, because he belonged to the house of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child while they were there. The time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to the firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them in the middle of all this confusion in the middle of all these chaos in the middle of everybody running around that there was not even room for them to be able that they were not able to rent a room a normal room god's desire was to assure joseph and mary the one thing one thing they must remember in times of worry in times of stress, in times of uh, all these things that were happening here, all times of chaos, is that He was here to bring peace in the middle of all that. 
He was here to bring peace. Now, let me ask you a question. Be honest to yourself. Don't, you don't have to say anything. Do you experience peace? Are you experiencing peace right now as a result of your relationship with God? Or are you thinking and experiencing times of stress, times of chaos? And if you are experiencing something different than peace, why is that? Is there there something missing? Because God has already done His part. And if you're not experiencing that peace that only He can give, that means something's missing, something's wrong, something's not right, something's out of whack. And that's why you're not experiencing that peace. That the Prince of Peace, your Prince, your King, has come to give. This trip that they took, it, 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 it was a big deal. For a man with a pregnant woman and, and tired woman about to give birth. Now my child had approximately walked 70 to 90 miles, like I said before. Perhaps he arrived last and maybe even desperate at that moment because he couldn't find a place. But Joseph had peace in his heart no matter what was going on. He had peace in his heart because he knew that God was in control of the whole situation. It was not a surprise. It was not an accident that Jesus was going to be born during a time of chaos. It was not it was not a surprise. In the midst of all this, he understood in his heart, I can have peace because God is in control. A, a lot of times we tend to worry about a lot of things. We tend to worry, we tend to stress, and, and a lot of times I gotta remember, and, and this is me. Me, I gotta remember, this is Oscar talking to, to myself. I gotta remember a lot of times that there are things that I have control about. If I have control of those things, why do I worry if I can do something about it because I have control over those things? And if I don't have control, why do I worry? Because if I don't have control, that means I can do nothing about it. I can just trust in God for the outcome. So why do I worry? But our nature, it's when, when something is out, when something is not aligned with God the way it should be, we tend to experience chaos in our heart. And we might be calm in the outside, but our heart is going a thousand miles per hour. We experience that stress. We experience all that anxiety. Now in in these days, there's more people with anxiety and stress than ever before. Why is that? And most people don't even want to get close to, to, to consider looking for God in their lives. They just forget about God. And, and that's why a lot of things have changed for Christmas. Now, some of the businesses, they don't even say Merry Christmas anymore. Happy Holidays. And you're done. They don't want to acknowledge the birth of the Savior, the Prince of Peace. Some people are ashamed of that. In the midst of all this, Joseph and Mary understood in their hearts that God was in control, so that would give them peace. How many problems come upon us trying to solve problems in our, on, our, on our own, in our own way, in our own wisdom, our own strength, that only gives us stress? God desires to take control of our lives just as, as He did in the life of Joseph and Mary so we can experience real peace the way they did. What kind of peace is the peace that God, God offers? What kind of peace is the peace that Jesus gives us? Uh, today I just want to talk about a couple of things as, as, as we uh, think about the coming of the Prince of Peace. I want us to talk about what is peace really all about? What is peace really all about? Do you, do you like experiencing peace? You know, I, I heard that some people, they're having so much chaos in their lives that a lot of times they get to work and they park outside thinking, do I really want to go in? 
Because I'm peaceful right here in my car by myself. And some people go home, and when they go home, they sit sit in front of their driveway thinking, do I really want to go in? Because that is what happens a lot of times when something is out of whack. You know, and I want to say that if we're going to talk about the Prince of Peace, we want to see what peace is really all about. First, I, 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 I want to say I don't know what your background is. I don't know what you've been through this year. You might have had a very good year and maybe, or maybe you had a tough year. We're almost at the end of 2022. I can't even believe this. As we come to the end of 2022, uh, so, some of you, some of us might have, uh, you know, so, some of us might be pretty tired, fatigued, worn out. Maybe some of us had a tough year. It's been a stressful for some of us. And uh, if that's you, I'm glad you're here today because we're going to talk about how God can give you peace. And you can experience peace on 2023 and the rest of your life if you learn to manage that peace that only God can give you. Now, God doesn't doesn't want you to go into 2023 with all this stress and all these problems and all this anxiety that maybe you had this 2022. And, And there are three different kinds of peace in the Bible. There are three different kinds of peace in the Bible. And as I was studying this message, I found that there is more than 700 verses in the Bible about peace. As a matter of fact, I believe it's actually 790 verses in the Bible that talk about peace. 790 verses. So we are going to look at every one of them today. Just kidding. That, gives you, that took your peace away, didn't it? You lost your peace. 790 verses. Now, we're, we're not going to look at 790. As a matter of fact, I promise I'm working on my timing with my sermons. Last time, uh, somebody told me that I preached an hour and 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, no. But, but we are going to summarize. We are going to summarize the 790 verses in the Bible in three things. The three kinds of peace... The three kinds of peace that we can experience, it, it, this is not in your outline. This is not it yet. You have some blank spaces there. That's not it yet. But the three kinds of peace is there's a spiritual peace. Our spiritual peace has to do with God. What is our relationship with God? You can only have a spiritual peace depending on your relationship with God. So the spiritual peace, the first peace is your spiritual peace is going up. You and God. Then there's a second type of peace that is it's that it's it's been all over through the Bible and is the emotional peace. Emotional peace is peace that is within yourselves. Is your own peace. Why is it that you lose peace if you have a relationship with God? It's not because of your relationship with God, but it's something might be something within you. So it's a spiritual peace. Is a peace within yourselves, an emotional peace, and it's a peace, a relational peace that has to do peace with other people. So peace, spiritual peace, emotional peace, and relational peace that is with other people. So let's look at these three kinds of peace. First, this, this you can write down some of this stuff in your outline, in your, um, in your notes that you got there in the bulletin. The first kind of peace that Jesus came to give us is peace with God. To, to many of us, that's common sense. But, but let me tell you, if you have peace with God, peace with God, that is a spiritual peace, is the most important peace because it affects everything else. So if you are having that peace with God, if your relationship with God is great, you should be experiencing peace all over the place in your life. So that doesn't apply just to non-believers, but also to believers. Because a lot of times believers are not okay. We're not okay emotionally many times. We're not okay spiritually because there is something that's not aligned with God's will in our lives. 
And that's why a lot of times we feel stressed, we run around, we worry too much, and we lose peace easily. So the peace with God, it's, it's such an important peace because everything else is affected by the peace that we have with God. You know, when, when a relationship is, is out of place, when you are in tension with your husband or your wife, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, nothing else seems to matter because you're not at peace. When you have a conflict in a relationship, it really just robs you of your peace. It robs you of your peace and your joy. Nothing does more. Nothing, nothing does that more than, being, than not being good with God. If you are not okay with God, there is no peace. There is no peace. Your relationship with God is going to reflect in your relationship with other people. It's going to reflect in your relationship within your heart with yourself. The Bible says that the first thing Jesus came to do is to restore peace between God and us. It's the first thing he did. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. The Bible says that God sent Christ to make peace between himself and us. Isn't that amazing? God took the initiative. We were not at peace with God. The Bible says that before that we were enemies of God. We were not at peace with God. So if you don't have a relationship with God, the Bible calls you an enemy of God. Because then you do whatever you want, you do as you please, you do what pleases you, and not what pleases God, and so you're out of place with God. And so what God did, because we as human beings, we were not going to take that initiative. So what God did is, He had to take the initiative to send His Son to be born, and that little baby was destined to die for you and me. So we can have peace with God. I mean, would you, give your, would you give your baby just to keep peace with other people? That's exactly what God did for us. So peace with God is God taking the initiative to send His Son to die for us. Why do we need this? I tell you why. Because anytime I go my own way, do we, do we sometimes want to go our own way? Of course we do. You just won't say amen because then I'll know I know who you are. No. A lot of times we want to go our own way, and I'm saying I think I know. I'm. A lot of times we say I I think I I know better than God. We don't say it that way, but we act that way. I know what God says to do, but I'm not going to do that. God told me. uh, God says in the scriptures, this is what you ought to do, but I'm not going to do that. So you're playing God. I'm going to make, make up my own rules. In fact, I'm going to pretend to be God. I'm going to be the Lord of my own life. I'm going to be the master of my own life. I'm not going to do what the Bible says to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. When I try to pretend I'm God... And I disobey God. I fight God. I ignore what God says to do. That is an act of rebellion against God. And an act of revolt and rebellion against God takes the peace away from your heart. You know you're not doing something right. And that takes the peace away. It really puts me in conflict with God. And the Bible says there is no peace in our hearts when we are in conflict with God. And sometimes we are in conflict with God. Sometimes we don't really want to do what He tells us to do. And so we have that struggle. But the more you go against God, the more you don't do the things the way God says to do it, the less peace you're going to experience in your heart. And we get disconnected from God. And that's why it feels God feels a million miles away from us. And don't tell me you don't experience that as a believer. Because we all do. Have, have you never, since you became a Christian, you never fell a million miles away from God? If you don't, I, I mean, I don't know. You need to give me the, the recipe for that. Because I have many times. Pa- 
pastor, but you're the pastor. So, I'm human too. And there are times that I feel a million miles away from God. But that doesn't, it's not, it's not God's fault, it's mine. He already sent His peace. The question is, how do I apply that peace in my life? How is my relationship? Am I doing my part to have that relationship with God? That relationship that God wants me to have with Him? God doesn't want you to leave disconnected from Him. Sometimes we disconnect ourselves from God. He doesn't disconnect from you. It's you who disconnect from Him. Because I do that sometimes. And I experience feeling God miles away from me. But that's not what God wants. That's why He took the initiative to send the Prince of Peace so He can give me peace. And a lot of times, I tell you one thing, a lot of times you'll hear me say things like this all the time. And the reason to that is I don't want to pretend to be the perfect pastor because I am not. I struggle and I know if I struggle, I know you struggle. And I can only tell you and I can only be effective in the message of the Word from God when you know that we all are in the boat together. But God has given us the tools. And God has given us the peace. God has given us His Son. God doesn't want us to live disconnected from Him. He made you to be connected with Him. So here's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It says, since we are made right with God, since we are made right with God by faith in Christ, we have peace with God because of what Jesus has done for us. So we have made peace with God. We have peace with God, not by what you do, but what Jesus had done. Jesus already did it. I want you to, in your outlines right there, just circle the word, just circle the phrase, done for us, because it's nothing you have done. This is what God has done. We have peace with God because of what Jesus has done for us. Peace with God doesn't come from what you do. Peace with God comes from what Jesus Christ did in the cross for us. It is not what you do. You can be a nice person and, 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 and just be a nice person and, be, and get a peace with God. You, that, that's just nothing. That doesn't happen. You get peace with God through Jesus Christ, through what He did in the cross. That's, why Christmas, that's what Christmas is all about. It's all about that peace that Jesus gives you. It's the gift of peace. Look at the next verse in Romans chapter 5, verse 10. Even though we were His enemies, this is where we were. Yeah, you and I were enemies of God. God made peace with us. He took the initiative again. He took the initiative to make peace with us. Because His Son died for our sins, now we are at peace with God. Because He died for us. We will be saved for eternity by His Son's life. I know, I know you probably know about this, that a lot of religions have what is called a peace offering. A lot of religions do a peace offerings with their gods. You know, they're idolaters and, and, and they make these, these, these peace offerings to be okay with their gods and um, all these false gods that they worship. With our God, we don't have to make any peace offering. He gave us the peace offering. Jesus Christ. Isn't that beautiful? We don't have to do anything but to trust in Him. But to listen to Him. To obey Him. When you obey God, even if things are going against you, let me assure you one thing. Uh, you know, if you have nothing to worry about, when you are doing the right thing, you have nothing to worry about. Whatever happens, happens. And you know you can be trusting God. The world around you can fall. And you're like, I'm at peace. It doesn't matter what happens. I know I did the right thing with Him. I know I, I obeyed Him. I listened to Him. And I'm doing according to what He tells me to do. So I'm okay with that. Everything can, you know, everything, the whole world can fall apart. But I'm going to be okay. Because I know I'm doing the right thing. So, so you don't have to offer any, any peace offering to God. He already did that. 
Remember when the wise men came to see the baby Jesus in Bethlehem? The wise men, and, and it says in the, in the scriptures that they brought gold, frankincense, and, and myrrh. What is the significance of those things? Those are exactly... Um, why does a baby, why would a baby get mirror? Mirror is an embalming spice. I don't know if you knew that. But mirror is an embalming spice that you would use that represents dead. Burial. You use that in a burial. Uh, they were saying this baby came to die. This baby came to die. He came to die for our sins. So the first kind of peace Jesus gives us is peace with God because of He's dead. Now I can have peace with the Father. Remember, peace with God, that is a spiritual peace. If you don't have peace with God, the most important peace in your life is your peace with God. Because from peace with God, it affects everything else in your life. Yes, it affects everything else. It affects the peace within you. If you don't have, a, if you don't have peace with Him, you, don't have, you cannot have peace within yourselves. You cannot. And that is the second type of peace. The second type of peace, the second kind of peace is peace within. Within me. That is an emotional peace. The Bible has a word for this emotional peace. The peace that comes from inside of me. So if you have peace with God, the next question is, how peaceful are you in your heart? How peaceful are you in yourself, within you? It is called the peace of God. When I have peace with God, then I can get peace, the peace of God, inside of me. This is the one that makes me feel good. It makes me feel good because I know I have peace with God. So it feels good, even though I might be going through trouble, even though I might be experiencing adversities, even though I can see chaos in life, I'm, I'm okay. Because I have peace with God, then I have peace within me. I have peace of God, and I have the peace of God in me. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, it says, Let the peace of God rule, where? In your heart. And when we're talking about the heart in the Bible, we're not talking about this physical muscle that you have in there that is called the heart. No, when you're talking about the heart, you're talking about the, 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 you're talking about the non-physical part of you. We're talking about you. You're talking about, we're talking about you as a whole. So let the peace of God rule. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. And when the peace of God rules in your heart, so now that you have peace with God, you can have peace within yourselves. Notice, it is inside of you, it's internal, it's emotional peace. Isn't that amazing how the world nowadays do not have a lot of emotional peace? We see nowadays more than ever so much suicides. People taking their own lives. People experiencing stress and all this kind of stuff. That I remember in the past, we didn't even talk about that stuff. But nowadays, it's, it's a hard thing people are going through. The, 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 word of peace, the word peace in the Bible is the Hebrew word shalom in the Old Testament. And I'm sure you heard this word shalom. It means more than just it means more than just peace. It means ending of hostilities. It means well-being. It means happiness. It means harmony. It means serenity. It means a lot of different things. A lot of different things. In fact, as I said before, there are over 700. There's about over 700 verses in the Bible about peace. Maybe 790 to be more uh, to be more accurate on that in the Scripture. So I'll summarize it just by saying it this way: There is a peace for every one of our problems. Did you know that? For every single one of your problems, there is a verse for peace. Because there are 
promises. The God assures you that He has got you covered on those problems and issues that you're going through. There is a peace for every one of those problems. Uh, you know, whatever problem you have, God has a corresponding peace in the Scriptures for that. For those with a broken heart, the Bible says He gives us comforting peace. For those with, the, with a confused heart, He gives us guiding peace. For those when we have a, a shame heart, He gives us forgiving peace. When we, have, uh, when we have a worry heart, He gives us confident peace. I don't have time to go, you know, to go into all these different kinds of uh, peace or promises, but there's literally hundreds of kinds of peace that God says, I offer to you. So why do we lose peace in our hearts? Why do we lose peace so easily in our hearts? The peace of God or the internal peace within me. Why? So so you might write these down. You might write these down. God has a peace for every problem. God has a peace for every problem. Whatever problem, God has peace. You got a financial problem, there is a financial peace promise in the scripture for that. You got a physical problem, there is a physical peace pro- pl- uh, there is a physical peace promise in the scripture. God says, I don't want you to worry about anything. Don't worry about the day of tomorrow. I got it covered. Doesn't he say that in Matthew 6? Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own problems. Just just seek first the kingdom of God. Have peace with God. And I will, I will take care of that stuff. If you have peace with God, there will be peace within your heart about all the other stuff that's going around your life. Christmas is not a time of chaos. It's a time of peace. So there is peace within me. And the last type of peace that God, that Jesus gives us, is peace with others. So, if you have peace with God, and you have peace within yourself, you know how you'll know? How you're relating to other people. Your relationship with people reflects your relationship with God and your relationship within yourself. If you're not okay, boy, it's really hot out here. And it, it's not the lighting. It's hot out here. Um, but your relationship with God reflects in how you behave, in how you talk to other people, how you treat other people. Don't tell me and don't lie to yourself saying, oh, I'm okay with God. I don't want to talk to my wife. She made me mad. I'm okay with God, but I hate that guy at work. I'm okay with... You're not okay with God if you're hating people. You're not okay with God if you're mad at people. Because your relationship, your peace with God is going to give you peace within yourself. And then you're going to have peace. You're going to share that peace in your heart with other people who need that peace. Peace with God. Peace within myself. And the third is peace with others. This is relational peace. Christmas is a time of peace with other people. Christmas is a time of reconciliation. Christmas is a time of forgiveness. Isn't usually what people do? They try to find the people they have offended through. the. Maybe you offend them through all 11 months, right? Then you come in December and you look for them. No, i got to ask for forgiveness. Christmas is a time of having peace with others. Relational peace is the fact that the further away we get from God, that the fact is the further away we get from God, the more messes up our relationship with everybody else. You want to strengthen your marriage? Get close to God. Because if you really get close to God, if you are growing closer to God, and your spouse is growing closer to God, it pulls you closer to each other. The more out of whack you are with God, the more out of whack you are going to be with other people. 
And the farther away I get from God, the more cranky I get with you. Yeah. The farther away I get from God, the more cranky I get with you. Just, that's just the way we got, got to wire us. That's just the way we are. The world is not getting more peaceful. As a matter of fact, you know how many peace treaties have been broken? <laughs> All of them. All of them. The world is not getting more peaceful. The world is getting more conflict. There's more conflict in the world, in the world, and we see it happening all around. How do we have unity? How do we have good relationships with other people? We talk about in America the phrase "e pluribus unum," right? Or out of many, one. In God, we trust. We pride ourselves in that, right? In God we trust, or united we stand. The unity. How in the world do we get that when there are so many people in the world, different cultures, different kinds, different cultures, different ideas? How do we get unity? How do we get unity? The only way we are going to have peace is when we are unified as the children of God. The blood of Christ can bring us together. That's the only way we can experience that real peace. And let me show you a couple of verses in the Bible to, before we finish today. Let me show you a couple of verses in the Bible that says this. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 and 16, through 16. Look at what verse 14 says. For He Himself is our peace. He himself, talking about Jesus, is our peace. Now, when Paul was talking about this verse, when he was writing this verse, he was having, they were, they were, they were having conflict between Jewish and Gentiles. And, and then Paul says, for he is, he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. When there is barriers between you and other people, when there is hostility between you and other people, the only thing that can break those barriers and that hostility is the Prince of Peace. So you as a believer shouldn't have any of this in your heart. Should not have hostility or barriers against anybody, starting with your own home. By setting aside in His flesh the law, with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to creating himself one new humanity out of the two. Thus, mankind, peace. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God. So Jesus' peace, his peace, is supposed to bring us together, and not just together, but to reconcile us, not just with each other, but also with God. To reconcile us with God through the cross by which He put to death their hostility. When we have the Prince of Peace in our lives, then we are going to have peace with each other. If we don't have peace with each other, there is something out of place. You look around and you see all, you know, all of the cities that are, you know, all the stuff that's been going around in this past two, three years with justice or injustice, whatever you want to look at it, it doesn't matter how you want to look at it. Re reality is there is so much hostility going around and still going on right now. Crime, racism, and all these kind of things that are going on. And God says, I send my son to bring you guys together. I didn't send my son for you guys to ignore him and not to have peace with each other. He wants us to have peace with each other. What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with peace. It's all beautiful. That's the way God wants it. As a matter of fact, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, God says through Galatians, in, Christ, in Christ's family, there is no division between Jew and Gentile, slave or free. Or even male and female. There is no division. God brought us together. The Prince of Peace was born so He can be, bring peace between us. 
So there cannot be barriers. There cannot be anything between us. And even, especially problems. There's sometimes, there's so insignificant issues that makes us mad at one another. And that's why I couldn't believe I was doing counseling with this couple that had not talked to each other for six months. I was like, you guys live in the same house? Do you guys even sleep in the same bed? They said, yeah. We just put a pillow between us. Turn around. Didn't talk to each other for six months. That's not the peace Jesus is offering. That's not it. It's a peace that will bring reconciliation between us. So these three, these three are the peace, the kind of peace that Jesus offers. Peace with God. Peace within yourself. Are you at peace with yourself? Because it's easy to say, I'm at peace with God. Only you know if you're at peace within yourself. But you know if you're really at peace with God. You know that you're really at peace within yourself, depending on how your relationship is with other people. That's the only way you'll know. And that way you won't deceive yourself. Because your relationship with God is going to depend, from that it's going to depend the peace in your heart and the peace with other people. When I start feeling good about me, and I got peace within me, with myself, because of the peace that I have with God. I will have peace with you. Things that used to tick me off or irritate me, they won't bother me so much anymore. Because if I am at peace with God and I am at peace with myself, things just won't bother me. As It won't be so easy to bother me. It's like when you get a cup of coffee and it's, it's all the way filled to the top. And it's filled right to the to the to the top, and it is it is um, if it is not filled, it can take a lot of shaking, and it won't spill if it's not filled all the way to the top. But if it's filled all the way to the brim to the top, uh, the slightest little shake will cause you to spill over. And when we are too full of ourselves, that's when we lose peace with others. A lot of times we are so full of ourselves. And not full of God's peace. And when we are so full of ourselves, it's like the peace of God is not going to react in different situations the way God wants us to react. So these are the three kinds of peace that Jesus wants to give us this Christmas. So when you go out there buying gifts, it's okay, go buy gifts if you want. I'm not telling you not to go do that. But don't go, don't, don't go desperate. Don't. And by the way, I'm just going to tell you this because I'm going to tell you this probably through the month, through the whole month. You, you, a, lot of, a lot of us buy gifts for a lot of people. Have you ever thought about buying a gift for Jesus? I'm not telling you to go do that. I'm just telling you. He is the celebration. He is the reason of the season. And we get, so what I'm trying to say is we get so into all this stuff. We could so anxious and stressed to do all these things, to cook all this food. And at the Christmas table, we don't even have an empty chair representing that Jesus is sitting there with us. So we forget about the one we celebrate because we are so focused on ourselves. And that's why we lose peace. If you're not experiencing peace in your heart, there's something out of whack in your life with God. Father in heaven, we, we want to thank you today, Lord, for the word. We want to thank you today, Lord, for what we have experienced here and just the fellowship, the love one another have for, for you and for each other. Lord, it is, it, is, it, is, it is a blessing just to be here and to be able to experience the love and the peace and, and, and the reason for the season. And uh, Lord, we just love the fact that we are celebrating your birth. 
Because without you coming to the world, we couldn't have peace with God. We couldn't have peace within ourselves because sin would not allow us to have peace. And much less, we could not have peace with other human beings. But you brought that peace to us to reconcile with God, to be okay within ourselves so that we can have good relationships with others and so that we can fulfill the the great commandment. Love God and love other people just as we love ourselves. Lord, we ask you to forgive us if we have lost peace with somebody. If we have talked to other people the way that is not pleasing to you, not glorifying you. If we have acted in a way that is so selfish. We ask you for forgiveness. And we ask you to give us the heart for the right reason for the season. And that is you. So we want to experience peace the rest of the month, and the rest of our lives. In your name we pray. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you.